Hello everyone, welcome to Nascent Conversations, a show where we discuss topics and share stories that foster education, personal growth and all-round societal development. I am your host Toby and today we'll be discussing the Nigerian school curriculum with Dayo, Chinaza and Anthony. I think a good place to start the basis of this discussion today on the curriculum, especially in Nigeria here. I mean, that's the one we all pass through and everybody's conversant with. I came across a tweet that said, um, someone should open a secondary school and add subjects like programming, product management, investing, and design to the curriculum because all these intro tech and home economics no they usefully again no. <laughs> and I'm thinking, okay, um, I, what do you think about the, the person's this tweet right here? That issue is not just peculiar to Nigeria, sadly. The only problem is that it's like Nigeria is worse off. Like, and then also I would like to also point out that it's not so just peculiar to the primary and the secondary school. So like um, I saw the tweets you just read, and then I think on another random week, someone all tweeted and said that in the Nigerian University in Computer Science Department, they still teach things like Fortran Basic Pascal. Why is the world has left those technology probably a decade ago? And then yeah. we are now having new technologies, Python, like probably Node.js. JavaScript and the rest. So the thing, the, 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 the thing I would like to point out is that the government's by characteristic is usually slow in meeting, in being at par with what is obtainable in the real world. And it's a shame because if we are preparing or if school is expected to prepare children to the, uh, for the world, yeah. for the real world, then it should be actually at with what's obtainable in the real world, not on the not not the opposite. We must prepare children to be able to face the challenges and solve the problems that is currently obtainable in the real world. I want to ask a question. It's I'll call it a stupid question, but I'll still ask it anyway. If we're seeing that our curriculum does not prepare us for the real life. Why do parents still send their children to school? Because what's the use? Right, right. It's not a stupid question. It's actually um, like it's the status quo. It's the norm. And when you, if you do not take that part, it's like the odds are against you, so to say, especially in developing countries where your certificates is still the ticket that would probably take you from the lowest rung of the strata in society to make a living for yourself. If you tell a, a parent not to send his child to, to, the, to the former school or so, yeah. the question is, what is the alternative? Mm. And second, then thirdly, it's like you are seeing that even if it's the label of being irresponsible, so to say. Yeah. So I guess like um, parents are, 
I, I don't know if there's anything they can do about it. Society itself needs to change before parents can take that leap. Do you agree or not agree with the tweets or what do you have to say about it? I actually agree with that um, tweet because where the 21st century labor market is heading to is not something that home economics nor introduction to technology will lead you into. Because um, surviving in the 21st century labor market entails those um, courses that person that posted the post said programming, uh, design, project management. Everything, every success, every um, big success that's this century and beyond is actually revolving around these three things. And um, if the, the, the children, the, the students are not exposed to these courses as earlier, in the early stage of their life, they'll find it hard. Even me now, I want to learn programming. I want to learn this, but how can you combine it with your main coursework? Even though you know that when you graduate, you'll not still be relevant without those things. So it's a very big problem. And I, that's why I, I agree with that post. For me, I both agree and disagree with the post <laughs> for, for certain reasons. Yes. Um, <laughs> when you talk about teaching somebody in secondary school investment, and you've not even bothered to teach that person about balancing books and balancing sheets and income statements, then the problem there. As for things like introductory science, yes, they seem useless. Truth is, half of what I was taught in back then it was introductory technology, but now it's basic technology. I, I can't remember up to half of what I was taught in that, but I know a lot of those things are still very much useful. Take, for instance, someone that um, you talk about something like um, engineering, for instance, construction, construction rather, so that learned construction in the streets, you know, he learned it the hard way without a form of education, could be good at construction. But a man that went to school to learn civil engineering and then goes to the field to learn it in the streets, takes it both ways, so it would definitely be better than the guy that just let it. Just say these subjects are quite useless. They still have own needs. Help those subjects out, but help them evolve. For instance, take um, computer science. Computer, at least I know it's been introduced at least from primary three or four. A student has started studying computer science. But I remember that even as of JS3, I was still studying hardware and software. As of JS3, I did not know what a programming language is. I did not know what Java is. I did not know what HTML is. I did not know what um, PHP is. I was still studying those things as of JS3. That was at least six years after I've started doing computer science. I did not know what those languages are. Now you see the problem there. We have subjects that have been repeated over time. If you go through the curriculum, you see that most of what is done in junior secondary in subjects like um, 
um, home economics, languages like Yoruba, are simply a little advanced repetition of what was taught to them in upper primary. You then begin to suggest like civic education having the same context. I taught those subjects. I taught civic education and I taught social studies. And I can tell you the difference between both, both subjects are very slim. What is taught in civic education in, in junior secondary is repeated in senior secondary with just more voluminous notes. Difference. The notes are just more. The points are just more, but it's the same thing. So the problem there is that those, those things can be introduced, but there are bits to them being introduced and there are ways they will be introduced. So what we can do is to begin to introduce programming bit by bit from primary school. We can begin to introduce these investment parts bit by bit in secondary school as part of those subjects, not scrapping those subjects entirely. As for subjects like intro tech, it's useful because this, the, the, we, we all watch white movies and see where they carry out science fairs. And when you talk about scrapping a subject like basic technology, I begin to wonder where you expect them to have the science practicals. It's in subjects like basic technology and basic science that they carry out practicals. So we still need those subjects. Those subjects are the basis for the science students. They learn basic things there. So what we need to do now is to repackage those, not repackage, more like modify the curriculum, put more practicals into those things. So that those students that as they learn, they move into the senior secondary and they see the, the need for what they have learned so far. Okay, cool. Anthony, you said a lot, a whole lot. And um, still, on, still on the curriculum talk and stuff. Um, I mean, when we say curriculum, it's a lot. And that suite is actually vague because um, when you say, oh, introduce this subject to what level of education? Is it primary, secondary, or university? When we talk about all oh, the curriculum, the primary curriculum, the secondary curriculum, and the university curriculum are actually different, you know? And, um, and by primary though, I mean nursery and primary. Somebody corrected me. Oh, you're talking of only primary school. What of nursery school? <laughs> They're the same. Or oh, I categorize them as the same. So, Dayo, if we were to change primary education or primary, uh, the curriculum of primary education, what would you change? If you were to change it, how would you, what would you remove? What would you add? What would you modify? Right. So, um, I, I read this, is it an article or kind of a white paper sometimes ago? Yeah. It was written by a guy named Peter Diamandis. Um, and then he, he kind of outlined what we should be teaching in his own opinion, what we should be teaching people in that basic level. And um, it was nothing like health science or health education or primary school whatsoever, or, or basic yeah. science or basic tech or cultural art and the rest of it. Do you, before I even mention that, do you know that there's a difference between... Um, I think like the purpose of teaching is learning. And most times we miss okay. these points. The purpose okay. of teaching is that the students should learn. So many times you see that the teachers or the schools are teaching PhD, for example. For example, I take some students from lesson. 
and they come with this very long note of PhD. And then there is up here is bad medicine. And yeah. the, the irony of this is that the child can go out and see a badminton game and has no idea that it's a badminton game. And he's so, being taught so in school. Child, exactly. Even though they've been taught in school, they did not, they do not, not understand it. So we kind of prioritization and prioritize learning, which is something that is very sad. But that is by the way. So Peter was saying that at that basic level, what we should prioritize prioritize in in the primary school and the rest should be children finding their passion children finding or learning empathy children learning um uh, emotional intelligence now aside those three stuff emotional intelligence empathy passion and curiosity critical thinking grits and persistence then yeah. we cannot add what it calls the three, or what he called the three hours, which is arithmetic, writing, and communication. Mm. Now, if, if, you, if you kind of break what he proposed, you understand that we are beginning to move from a world where there is a lack or there was a lack of information to a world where there is abundance of information. So, for example, now, if I ask you what is cultural science, you don't need to rack your brain. It's just a good way. Yeah. What we lack in the world today is making sense of that information. And that is what we need to teach the children in today's world. As a, a kind of microcosm of the society, go on Twitter and you see so many infighting because we do not understand basic English. So they can write English, they can probably speak grammar, but even though they've done nine of comprehension in English language, they still do not understand comprehension. Because when they are doing comprehension in the secondary school, in primary school, what we prioritize is pouring 10-10 in a test or in an examination, which someone can just cram or probably um, um, lift answer from the passage without understanding or comprehending, comprehending the passage in itself. So the, 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 school, the schooling system and the current curriculum system is just, is, is, kind of, is sick and it, it's, it needs to just be overawed and to be revisited. True, I agree. I agree really with the whole character building, because I think at that basic level, primary school, character building should be prioritized, you know, then when they enter secondary school, they can now start like having the whole um, technical knowledge. I used to ask, um, in university, they'll tell you that the degree they, they are giving you shows that you've been certified in character and learning. I'm like, yo, you only taught me DS101, whatever but you never taught me anything to build character. So how did you certify me um, worthy in character and learning? And nobody ever teaches anybody anything on character in different levels of education, whether primary, secondary, or university. And like you said, you prioritize teaching, but not learning. So the teacher just wants to have taught you, given you notes, um, covered my scheme, and that's it whether you're, you've learned and you're able to right, apply right. it doesn't matter. 
or anything. And it's actually very sad. So, um, Chinaza, if you were to modify the secondary school curriculum, like both junior and um, senior secondary, if you were to modify the secondary school curriculum, what would you add? What would you remove? What will you change? What is needed and what is not needed at the secondary school level? All right, I'll be speaking from my perspective. Now, in my school, I think back then we do almost um, 16 subjects in the junior secondary school and then get to um, senior secondary, um, I think 12 or so, before you start shifting, whether you're into art or science. Now, um, from the looks of the curriculum, the names of the subjects actually look okay. But the problem is what is being taught inside these subjects. Say computer science, basic technology, basic science, and then <laughs> and then taking a deeper look into actually the curriculum that was provided to work with you find out that practicals are embedded in it. Or oh, even practicals in CS, um, computer science, going to the lab, doing something, so on. So except for programming, which have not been embedded at the time I was in school. Now, what I would actually do is actually enforcing the application of what is in the curriculum. Because it, the last the board that is in charge of um, planning curriculum, I know they look at those things, Nigerian system, they just put it in paper. But then when you get to schools, because as a junior secondary um, person, they will teach them integrated science, um, technology, um, chemistry. But then we never junior secondary school. So what I would actually do is enforcing that much practicals, speaking from this um, perspective of um, science, that much practicals is um, activated in the science subjects. And then the computer aspects, that is basic um, technology, making sure that programming is embedded from the basics. I remember doing a project were asked to go for a campaign, <laughs> but I did not know the code that he used. And all he did was to tell me how the program run and, pre- and I will present it. Now, looking at that, you see that at that state, as at maybe junior secondary school, thing, I was so, I meant to know that stuff. I meant to at least create basic pro- pro- programs that would solve basic problems. So what I would do is enforcing enforcing the application of the already established curriculum so that everything is about theory or just learning abstractly. But the students understand, they go to lab, making sure that much practicals are activated from the Secondary school students. Thank you. 
Okay, so if I got you correctly, you're saying at the secondary school level, what should be done is learning by doing. You don't just tell some a kid something and expect them to imagine it. If they are learning about, for example, PhD, yes. if they're learning about badminton, hockey, they should be doing it. If you're teaching in computer science, um, anything you're teaching programming, they should be practicing that programming as they are learning. Exactly. Um, so you don't think um, the curriculum should be changed in terms of content, but the fact that, okay, whatever content is there, that let there be practical backup. That's what you're saying. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Okay, cool. So, um, Anthony, so I mean, so far, what is established? Raya said primary school should be all about um, character building. You know, make sure you build character. Don't emphasize on maybe the technical learning or anything. See children, empathy and stuff, collaboration, whatnot. So Chinaza has said um, secondary school should now be about practical learning. The, as you're learning in class, you should be learning by doing. So Anthony, what should university curriculum be about? You know, what should, if, if you were to change the curriculum of university, I know university is more diverse, so maybe you can give a case study with the course you studied if you want to. Um, what would you remove? What would you put? How would university curriculum be made better so that uh, students, when they are done, can solve real life problems? All right. Well, I don't think anyone can really talk about the university education without talking about what comes before. For you to have a successful um, university education, your secondary school education and primary school education has to be in place. I, for one, am not of the school of thought that primary school should be all about character building. Why? Children, scientifically proven, has have the ability to learn a lot, retain a lot of information at a very tender age. So basically, that's the best time to teach them a lot of um, things. That is why in primary school, we, we remember, we practically had the history of Nigeria in our heads, but try teaching it to a 25-year-old, and you would see, except it has um, a flair for history, it becomes a problem. So what can actually be done differently? My time, I studied geology. It's quite a pity I'm not working as a geologist. Uh, I've worked as a teacher. I've um, worked as a transcriber. I've worked as a writer. Currently working um, in in a trade and marketing company. Yeah. So, what can be thought different, done differently is this. It's it's a pity that as a geologist, I only went to the okay in hundred level. Anybody that learned about geology would know that geology is not really learned in the classroom. Geology is learned in the field and then a little in the lab. I did not go to the field throughout my first semester. I went in second semester and I did not stay for a day, just for a few hours and I was back. So I did not learn too much. So much. The first time I went into the lab was um, in my 200 level. That was the first time I went into the lab. and. I was told to look at look through the microscope and look at a mineral and I, I did not know what I saw in the microscope. I just know I saw something and I wrote down what I saw, whether I was correct or not. I just know I passed the course. How I passed it, I don't know. What am I heading driving at? 
the practical aspect was not taught so well. When I sit down and I look at foreign geologists, young graduates like me present, they talk about creating things sections, talk about different practical things. I'm amazed because I can't do it. When it comes to something like, okay, the when I was writing my project, I happened to come across um, there is a, a bed of pebbles, all of pebbles, and I took some of those and I had to carry out pebble mathematry. In 200 level, I was taught pebble mathematry theoretically. I did not even know I was taught pebble mathematry because when I was told I had to do pebble mathematry, I had to go back to my notes, look at it. I didn't really understand what I saw. I went online and learned on my own how to carry out a pebble mathematry analysis. The problem there, the practical aspect is seriously lacking. You, you, you have, I don't know, but in Nigeria, should learn how to spend money on education. We have um, school fees being increased, but then students still have to pay for practical. It doesn't make sense. When I was, in, I don't know if that's changed now, but when I was back in school, if you want to carry out a vertical electronic sounding, the machine you need to, to do the practical, you have to get it from the department. You have to pay for it as a student of the department. I think there is a problem somewhere. I shouldn't have to pay for what is belongs to my department. Even if I have to pay, I think it should be subsidized. Or if I have to pay, it should be because I'm carrying the personal research, not when I'm carrying out my own project. So I, I, the, the problem there is the, the practical aspect is seriously lacking. So these are things that should be put in place. A lot of things that could be changed. A lot of things. It's not about, we have to change content. And also change the way that is being delivered. Content is being delivered. There is, there is a whole lot about geology that um, I, I did not know back then, and a lot of them I still do not know. So I, I think we have a lot of work to do. All right. So that leads to let's last set of questions. So we've discussed what needs to be there and what does not need to be there where do we begin to implement where do we begin this whole modification of curriculum where do we begin right so yeah so where, where do we begin we need to have a, a curriculum board that is forward thinking the people that would make the changes of today to affect the, the future would not be people that are ingrained in the past and that's the problem with the with the country in general we keep electing people who are tied to the past to move us from the present to the future. It's not going to work. And to be frank and honest, it's not just in the education sector. For example, look at the fintech sector. We have people fighting against cryptocurrency because for any reason, they don't understand cryptocurrency. Yeah. And they are fighting against a whole industry that can turn the, 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 a part of the country forever because they do not understand it. So we live in the part of the world that, and in fact, I don't think it's even characteristics of the part of the world we live in. That's just human nature. When you don't understand something, you fight against it. Sure. So we need to begin to have a curriculum board that is forward thinking. Then also, so they need to also liaise with, with teachers, with people in the other stakeholders. 
And I think like there was this other day I was either washing or reading something. And then I came to the understanding that it's not just the, the role of the people in the curriculum board or the role of teacher. As a country, we have to have a framework we are working towards. A framework where we begin to see what are we prioritizing as a nation? Is it technology, for example? Is it manufacturing? For example, I'll give you a classic example. India is known for something. India is known for technology. And there is the drawback of that. But the point is that for India, if you begin to have that kind of framework, the, the, the availability of job gets solved because the, the whole nation is working towards something. We need people in the curriculum board that is forward thinking in partnership with other stakeholders, not just teachers, about technologists. I'm talking about government officials, everybody working in sync to make sure we are at the position we need to be as a nation. Where do we start from? Modifying the curriculum, it has to start with, with training the trainers because um, the trainers have gone through the same process that is going on. So they feel like giving it back that way. So it starts from training the trainers so that they will be able to carry on the modifications that are being um, drafted out. Because how that modification is being delivered is another factor that has to be incorporated. Retraining and ensuring, like, if we have that, these schools, that, there are so many schools in Nigeria. And when you would not even know what's actually happening in that school. If we can also start any school that, I don't know how feasible it is, but if it is possible, any school that won't meet up if we are to build up, um, view workforce for for um, oncoming generation, any school we talk with this new modified curriculum should should find it to back like close it so that we look at and look at what we are working with, and then the government or whoever that is in charge of secondary this is so. So that is where I think you should. Okay. So, Anthony, where do we begin? That's a tough one. Beginning. Um, the truth is, um, there is no single one place that we can begin. A lot of people would, would say we'll start with the government because um, curriculum is actually being written by the government. A lot of people also say we'll start because child are not trained well, the new curriculum would be be um, still give the same old output. A lot will say um, we should start with the school management because if the school is not well managed, the school, the government's curriculum is still down to nothing. Someone else will even say start with the parents. Let's parents pick up. But for me, I, I think we need a new institution. The school can sit down and redesign a curriculum for themselves. So it doesn't, it shouldn't start with 
the government. It should start with the institutions themselves. They can, they can sit down. This is the government's curriculum. So this is likely the kind of... The problem is students are prepared for exams, not for life. A lot of schools thrive on the fact that their students excel in YF. But if, if we notice, if we notice, we see that schools like um, Harvard is different because it's a university, but a school like Harvard thrives on the fact that he's still a successful life. Not that they made first class. See the difference? So we need to be, we need to strive, we need to have our schools strive not just in fact that students made YEC, but students made it alive. We see old schools in, in Nigeria, talk about CK Sionja, UNN and UI. They brag with the fact that their graduates are, in, are probably all over the world. So we can change and prepare the children's life. We have the curriculum. We take it and modify it to the benefit of these children and train those children for life. When it's time to write exam, we can begin to train them for exam. It was something we told you know about that back then in the days when we are preparing for IBA, how would when it's time for the IBA, we sit and prepare the students for IBA. It can be done like that. Prepare them for life. When it's time for the exams, you could probably post everything. And but trust me, if you teach them something more in a better way, when it's time for the exam, you not even need to post every that industry will naturally excel. He's made to understand that his scores in the exam cannot determine his future. So he's 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 seen the bigger picture. I think what we need to do is to change institutions. And also, as I said, we train the trainers because trust me, if the same old trainers come to train the new people, we still have the same old results. Uh, but then I want what is the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. So let's quickly conclude in 30 seconds. One give us one takeaway from the whole conversation. We've said a lot, even if somebody didn't pay attention to everything you said, what is one thing you want them to take away from this conversation? I think I will just end it with a sentence I kind of read, kind of, I think today, today. and it says, education experts agree 21st century school will evolve to be interdisciplinary, project-based, relevant, rigorous and real world. If Nigerian schools do not catch up with the world, the world will leave us behind. It's as simple as that. Oh my God, Dayo, that's not fair to end with this statement because now that you've made the statement, I want to ask you, oh, can you go further and explain the statement? But we really have to go. Maybe in another episode, I'll call you back and we'll discuss the statement. Chinaza. Um, in 30 seconds, what should we take away from this conversation? All that you've said, <laughs> agreeing to the fact that Nigeria's um, curriculum is not something that we, we can still work with. So, talking about ways to enhance or modify the curriculum, we talked about children, the primary sector character based and then I hand seeing their potential there. Like the curriculum for secondary school for me is okay, but like implementing it with much practice.
article here, the government, parents, the teachers, everybody is to be started with. Okay, so Anthony, in 30 seconds, what should we take away from the conversation? All right. Uh, there is much need for change and we still have a lot of work to do. The secondary school should be, it'll have a lot of practical and theoretical teaching. University should have a lot of that too, but with more research. Do that research should start from the secondary school, probably the senior secondary. Learning is a continuous thing. We actually need to teach children to learn how to learn. Uh, I actually took a course in learning how to learn. So there's a lot of work to do. And the work starts, begins from the, the trainers, the teachers, the institutions. But don't stop there. It spreads out to the government, parents, even the students themselves. All hands have to be on deck for, it to, for us to make it work. We need to train our children, not for the present as we are doing. We need to train our children for the future. Have a projection and train them towards our future. It won't be. It'll be difficult, a lot of sacrifices, but then that is what we need to do. And it's going to be for the beauty of the future. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Dayo, Chinaza, and Anthony for being here today. It was an amazing, amazing conversation. And a big thanks to our audience for always tuning in and listening to Nascent Conversations. Please follow us on our social media platforms at Nascent Community. And if you'd love to be a guest on the show, please reach out through our DMs or send us an email at nascentcommunity at gmail.com.